This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Hey everyone, it's me, your friendly neighborhood podcaster guy, Cameron, back with another episode of Anarium. Before we get started, I'm going to take the time to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening app and give us a rating. It's really helpful. Back to the show. Last time, you heard the death of a character, my character, Bernard. His story was concluded, uh, but and I'll miss him. Really, I will, to be honest. Uh, but we still have a lot to discover with the rest of our characters. Uh, quick reminder, I have stepped away as a player for a little while, so you get to meet some new folks and hear from some friendly voices from the past. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get back into it. Hi, welcome back to Anarium. I'm Sam. I'm your monster daddy, the guy in charge, the one who made the world with help from friends and family. And, well, Michael Sands gave it life, so, I mean, I didn't really make it, make it. But, hey, I'm the one who's running the game. With me, I have these fine gentlemen. Um, so let's start with this handsome man. Oh, nobody jumped on it. Nobody jumped on it. I'm proud of you guys. Definitely not me. Hi, I'm Rick. I'm the handsome one. (laughs) All right, that fits. Rick, as we call him. I was just curious to see who would jump on it first. It's me. How do you not know this group yet? We are all bros supporting bros. Like, who's the handsome man? We're all fucking sexy boys. Why would you introduce yourself like that, Sam? Ah, uh, no, I, I said handsome man, not yeah. bugly some buck. All right, so how are things in your world, my Nordic friend? Oh, the Nordic friend. That's What's me. really going to mess with you guys later is trying to figure out who I meant by the handsome man, because I did have <laughs> one of you in mind. <clears throat> um, I'm doing well. I'm. Uh, my name's Taylor. I play Marcellus Corvinson. Uh, the monstrous playbook. He is an 1,100-year-old vampire. And he's also a warlock, which is kind of a no-no, but it's a little more fun. Gives a little more flavor. And, uh, yeah, that's me. Faraway Rob. What's up, brother? Faraway Rob. Uh, you guys will never hear this, but I was previously asked to rein in my intros, and I feel like... Due to time constraints, this portion of the podcast has been edited. Uh, my friend... Who who had no one has has met yet, Nick, my my brother from another mother, the person who truly brought this friend group together, 
and has kind of been part of the glue of holding it together. You're joining us tonight. Uh, who are you playing? I've met you Nick. So much, so much credit. Um, that I believe I that deserve. is credit where credit is due. Uh, so I am, uh, I am Nick. I am playing a, a character named Mark Gallo. Uh, he is uh, a bit of an enigma, both to the people around him and himself, mainly because he doesn't remember a lot of uh, who or what he was before he became what he is. Uh, he's of the Divine Playbook, and he is a, a Grim Reaper, and he considers himself to be a murderer. So that's his attitude on his job. What's uh, a it's reaper? not something he necessarily enjoys. Grim Reaper? There you oh, go. Did I? Did I? Did I? Did <laughs> no, I? I do have a serious question. Is it Mark Gallo or Galloway? Because I have Galloway written down. I do have Galloway as well. Wow, I don't I don't even know who I am. Like I said, he's an Nick enigma. Nick doesn't know his own He's character. an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Gallo. No, it's so. like Mark Gallo. See, unlike these no, two heathens, I was like, I thought it was Galloway, but you know what? In the moment, make your character. I love I'll you no matter what. I'll call him out. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and our... No, Galloway is right, because Gallo's is too on the nose. Uh, so I said Jerry Callow. C-A-L-L-O. <laughs> I apologize. And the last member of our group tonight, the final agent, a person you all know and is back most likely by popular demand, but playing a different character, Rick, this man to my my right. Hello. I showed up in person. Uh, I'm playing a new guy. I'm playing Alex Kimball, mm -hmm. who in the 90s, uh, just normal dude, normal beat cop, uh, call went bad. An explosion happened, some magic was involved, and now he doesn't age. He can do a little bit of magic, but that's it. Uh, joined Anarium, became a Watcher, which is like an Anarium beat cop. One of the boys in blue. One of the boys in blue. Just handling the calls, you know. Oh, my garden. Oh, uh, these goblins, they're loud neighbors. Come tell them to be quiet. Um so he's he, he's an expert. He's the expert. Uh, and this is his first mission as an agent. He got the big bump up to badge. You and um, you and Mark actually had a a small mission together, mm -hmm. which was not recorded. <laughs> Losers. Um, <laughs> you guys will never know, but it was a really good mission. You guys went on a little mission, so you guys kind of know each other. So there's already something of a familiarity there between yeah. your two characters. <laughs> Would so, you call it sexual chemistry? No. Oh, wow. That was awful <laughs> fast. Wow, but, you said that so fast. All right. All right. So when we last left off with our players, we we suffered a loss. Um, Bernard Miller passed away. Uh, a rather blaze of glory, I guess, might be a way to put it. I don't think Cameron would argue with that. Um, so we've got... Literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. Marcellus and Orpheus, it has been like two and a half months. It has been a decent time. There was a funeral. You've had some processing time. Where are you guys at with this? Like, where would these characters be both physically and mentally with the loss of their friend? It's not a, a fresh, fresh wound, but two months still isn't that long. Can I get some lines from Jacques, please? <laughs> Jacques, I do not care how long it has been. I'm not ready to leave this arboretum. Bzz, 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 bzz. 
Do not care what Gorgonus has said. My work is here, Jacques. I have let two people in in the last three centuries. Do you think it is so easy to move on? We're going to pause there because that's actually a good spot to pause. Unless you have more you would like to do with Jacques in that moment. I feel like, I, all right, good. I felt it. Like, I was like, nope, that felt like that's what he wanted. Orpheus, we leave you to now go check on Marcellus. Marcellus, where are you? Uh, Marcellus, I am in my office doing just normal reports, checking reports, um, checking over any type of weird incidents that have come through the come come over the wire basically um marcellus is not doing terrible in 1100 years he's learned to deal with loss and it's not affecting him as much as it would especially after two months i think he's getting to the okay point i mean there's still gonna be the damn that sucks but i think he'll be all right has he considered confronting Orpheus? I would say yes, but just kind of burying himself in work. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So uh, you hear a knock at your door and it is Emily Gorgonis in your doorway. Hey, Emily, come on in. She comes in, she closes the door behind you. You gave me a head nod and I'm like, I can't work with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> she comes in and she she sits down across from your desk crosses her arms across your chest and she looks at you and she says I believe it's time for you and Orpheus to go back into the field what are your opinions on that I have no issue with that I, I'd rather actually like to get out of the office for a while and go out and find something do you feel it's too soon for Orpheus? He's taken this rather, rather hard. I feel like for Orpheus, this is just one more loss he's had to deal with in a very short amount of time of remembering what happened to his wife. Um, but I think I can convince him. Well, I've, I've asked another agent to go and speak with him. But when the time comes, I feel that it would be best for you to bring him to my office when you think he's ready. I can do that. I can go down and check on him now, actually. <clears throat> that would be very much appreciated. Marcellus, your team needs a leader, and you're going to be getting new agents with you. I've always trusted you to bring people back to me in one piece. I've always trusted you to do your job best because it's what you do best. I still have that faith in you. I need you to know that though I've questioned myself, I still believe in your judgments. I appreciate that, but let me ask you something. Yes. How, how are you doing with the Bernard situation? She gets up. She smiles. Walks over to the door and opens it. I'll see you in my office when you have Orpheus in tow. Thank you. And she walks out. That was not meant to be like mean or snubby, but it's, I don't really want to talk about it. 
which is right. sort of hypocritical in her way. Back down in the Arboretum, uh, a familiar face walks into the Arboretum. Troy Walsh has come to see Orpheus. <gasps> I knew I smelled dog. Dog! Uh, he walks up to Orpheus, who's tending a plant. What would you be doing in this moment? Like, kind of, what do you do to keep yourself occupied and think about anything but Bernard? He talks to a wasp. What do you think? I don't know. What else could? Well, there's got to be more he can do. No, it, it's 100% just, like, ridiculous banter with Jacques, which has been much less ridiculous, much more stoic. Um, definitely would like to be growing more exotic nightshades and uh, just very black roses, very death-associated flora. Um, wow, it is very up in here. I love what you've done with the place. It's um definitely an aesthetic. How uh how are you holding up? Troy. You are one of the few I care about. I would care to see you leave now, please. Yeah, you don't get to do that. Um, that's that's actually not why I'm here. Uh, so, <clears throat> so your friend killed himself, and you watched it. And I'm kind of curious to know if you're doing okay. I have known but a few souls in the last three hundred years, and I have killed most of those that I have known. How the fuck do you think I am dealing with it? Ah, uh, clearly, clearly healthily um so um are you gonna put your big boy pants on and come back to work or are you gonna stay hiding in here this has always been my work troy yeah but so you've got a you got a big boy job now and that requires you to go out and help other people so i need to know that you and me are on the same page with that and that grief is fine and all but eventually you need to get back up on the horse, and I'm I'm here to offer you a giddy-up to get back up on that horse. You know that I have much respect for you, Trey. I would do anything I can for you. But I don't know that I can do this. Well, I guess my big question then is, um, so what what bothers you most about it is it the fact that you were there when it happened or you didn't do anything to stop it? Most of the deaths I have seen, I have caused. This is not like, unlike the others, Troy. I have caused this. I could have prevented it. All I had to do was fly away. Is that what keeps you hidden here? But I listened to a friend. And the last friend I listened to died. I cannot listen to everything you have to say because I can no longer trust my own judgment. Ah. Now you're going to make me do this the hard way. I was really hoping we would just have a fight. We'd hit each other a few times and we'd be okay. I would say I'm sorry. You would say you're sorry. And then you'd go back to work. Now we're going to have to talk about this. Okay, so you've suffered a loss. Um, 
what's uh what's your time frame on this so that I know? The last one I have lost I still carry with me. You always carry them. I suppose this battle of bourbon will help me. But it's three hundred years and I am still not over my love. Yep. So maybe a hundred and fifty years for somebody I even fucking like. Well, my wife died in 1946. We were only married for a few years before I shipped out to World War II. So I didn't really have a wife that long. She got murdered by hunters who thought that she was a skinwalker. Not even the right territory, not the right terrain, not the right region, and nowhere near the right indigenous peoples who believed in them. So I'm going to ask you again, how long is it going to take for you to get up off your ass and get back out the door? Because you lost a wife. I get that. I fought in World War II. I fought in Korea. I flew medevac in Vietnam. I lost a lot of people that I knew too. Some of them longer than you knew Bernard. But I still show up every day now. So how long are you going to cry about this before you get over it? Because you are not the only person who's ever had a loss. What is Emily asking? That I don't know. It was just that somebody that you might trust come down and talk to you like a person instead of a gravestone. And I think you're better than that. I know what you're capable of. I've seen you in the field. I've seen how you connect with people. I don't want to see you hide from this. I have much respect for you, Troy. I do not know yet that I am ready. I do not have a sand glass that I can discern. It will tell me when I am ready. Can you promise me you'll try, even if you don't want to? Do you not think I have been, my friend? That's what I thought. I really thought you were going to, like, break my jaw and part of my brain would be on your leaves and eventually those little wasp fellers over there. He waves to Jacques and the other wasps, like, standing at the ready, like, oh, that guy's being a dick. <laughs> kind of waves at them and he's like, I really thought this was going to have to be a, a hand-to-hand thing where we both wound up having a friendly conversation as we panted and our guts grew back. Well, mine did. I don't know what your guts do. And on that note, Marcellus is in the doorway. Troy acknowledges him, smiles and waves and goes, I don't know what Gorgonus wants, but I guarantee you he's your white <laughs> rabbit to it. I don't know either. I was just following the smell of wet dog and I got here. It's weird because I, I pissed outside your office and I hope that would let you know I was here. Oh, dick move. Uh, you know, I just, I got to make sure people know what's mine. That's all right. I called Corbin and he turned your AC and your heat on again. Dude, don't do that to me. God, you're kidding, right? <laughs> nope. I hate you. And he lost your remote again. All right. I got work elsewhere. I was sent here to talk to Orpheus. I'm going to go and make sure all the shit in my house is turned off and closed. You guys, good luck. Right. Have fun. Orpheus. Don't kill Corbin again. I'll try again. Orpheus, don't let me down. Don't let you down. Don't don't let this ruin you. You're better than this. 
Don't let Gorgonis down. Don't let you down. Don't let Bernard down. See you, losers. Be safe. If you need me, you got my number, but remember the time difference. I'm grumpy. And he walks away. What the? What is that? It's a pig his dog is playing with. Oh, I think he meant like an actual pig. <laughs> That's why I was waiting until I said anything. I haven't almost three weeks short of being a two-year-old German Shepherd. It is all play all day, baby. Um, before I talk to Orpheus, I'm going to call for Jacques. Jacques! Hey, I got you. I got you a little gift, buddy, from for uh, keeping keeping an eye on Orpheus and helping him through this. I, uh, and I'm going to hand him this tiny little hymn-sized, uh, really ornate spear with runes carved in it. Yep, yes, it's for you. He takes it, flies over, he shows everyone else. Then he slowly flies over to Orpheus and he shows it to him. Annoyed. I do not think that he understands that those runes mean different things in your culture. Jacques, just take it with pride and throw it away when he's not fucking looking. He looks at the spear and he looks at you and he looks at the spear. He flips you the bird with three of his four arms and flies away with the spear to show it off to the others. All right, so you guys can have a conversation now. Is this is this is prime moment for you guys to really talk about Bernard if you want to. I don't know if your characters would have up to this point or if it would have stayed strictly business between you two up to this point. Orpheus, hey, you, dude, it, it's been two months. We're being called back to the field. I, I need you to be ready. I understand what you went through. I've dealt with a whole lot of loss in the last 1,100 years. So trust me, if anybody gets it, I get it. But we also have a job to do. And I understand you may not be 100% ready because you'll never be 100% ready, but I need you to be ready enough to get back out in the field with me. I need your help. Marcellus, you know I have nothing but respect and love for you, my brother. But with all due respect, you may have dealt with loss, but you haven't dealt with... All of them dying so tragically. You have experienced. You have loved. You have lived a lifetime with some of those souls. I have no such fortune. While I will always have your back, 
I do not know if today is the day that I can have your back. Today is the day that I need you to have my back. Look, I've experienced loss. Try being the one who, when you were first turned into a vampire, you were a mindless beast and you killed your own wife. I'm sorry that happened to you. You are right, I had no idea. If you tell me today is the day you need my back, until my blood is spilled, I will have it, brother. Thank you. Let's go see what Emily wants and... Hey. On a, on another note, don't forget your pepper shaker, because I'm not in charge of your fucking shit. Did I ever get that back from the Dreamlands? Yes. It's <laughs> right over there on the desk, right behind you. Alright, as you guys go back upstairs, you reach Emily Gorgonis's office. Sitting outside are two individuals in chairs. Both of them look experienced, but, you know, sitting outside the principal's office on the first day of school. One of them is Alex Kimball. Rick, what does Alex look like? Alex looks like he's in his mid-twenties, um, even though he was born in, like, the seventies. Um... Short, dark hair, um, kind of not buff, but more muscle than fat. Um, about five eleven, clean shaven. Oh, he's so little. <laughs> he's the little bunny. Uh, sitting next to our friend Alex is Mark Elway. Nick, what does Mark look like? Like uh, he has shown up to to work today. What what are you wearing? Like who? What, what do you look like as a character? He's wearing couture. Oh, sorry. Who are you wearing? <laughs> so, my tailor designed this. No. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Mark works. Uh, number one, he needs to be nondescript when he's walking among like the human plane, and then uh, when he's in the the ethereal plane, reaping. Like it doesn't really matter. Uh, so he is usually in something like jeans and a hoodie and then whatever the hairstyle is of like the area he's at or whatever it is, like his, uh, his looks can kind of change as he wants them to. Um, but right now he's got, um, like brown blonde hair that's, uh, kept short, almost, um, off the ears, tapered in the back. Uh, it almost looks like a military haircut. But, like, if you mix the military haircut with a civilian that wanted to just grow his hair out and be able to style it a little bit. So it's flipped up and gelled in the front. Um, he's in jeans and a hoodie, like I said. Sneakers, comfortable I shoes. feel attacked. I was about to say, and, is this uh, the front part in the back? Yeah, not quite mullet. No. Um, but, no, he um, he is probably 5'10 or so. Like, he's not very big or tall. Uh, he is fit, but not jacked or skinny or anything like that like so he is relatively what he needs to be to kind of blend in while he walks along the civilian those the humans like yeah human plane Nationals. yeah the normies so so we have two giants and two guys that are like 510 511 <laughs> yeah oh uh, orpheus marcellus you walk past them 
You go into Emily's office. She is seated behind her desk. She looks up and she smiles to see both of you. Welcome back, gentlemen. As I understand it, today's a good day for work. Every day is a good day for work. I have a mission for you. We have an agent who's gone missing. I'd like you to go find him. He left on what he called personal business. It's a small town in Tennessee, but it's more back in the Appalachians. Appalachians. Sorry, let me do that right. But the place you're headed is further back into the Appalachians. The the town that you're going that is closest to is Dovetail. But I've got a feeling he's more in the woods than he is in any town. We do have a GPS unit on his vehicle, which he has left at a location. It appears to be a sort of general store for the area. I need you to go check on the vehicle. See if you can find our agent, Tom Farrell, and bring him home. Did you say feral or feral? Feral. Also, feral, Mad Props, like a feral dog. this story is lifted from Mike McNoll's The Crooked Man, which they are making a movie out of, but I wanted to take my shot at it first. Full credit to the master. Hellboy was a big influence for me. Yeah, Hellboy was the key to an arium. Yep, he was one of them. Hellboy and Men in Black. Um, how do you spell feral? Uh, F-E-R-R-E-L. Feral. I got it right. Okay. Um... Emily, I do not know that I am the man for this job. After having only lost one of my own, how do you think I can find one of yours when I can't even find myself? That's what I'm here for, big guy. You'll need to rely on your team. I find him, you have my back. Rely on your team, which is about to get larger. The two gentlemen sitting outside agents. They will be joining you. They will be filling a gap in your team. I don't expect them to replace Bernard, but I do expect you to treat them as equals as they are. Keep an eye on them. Keep them safe. I could not keep an eye on Bernard. I'm not here to fucking babysit for your children, Emily. They're not my children. They're agents. They signed up for a job. They knew what they were doing when they got into it. And blaming and yourself. So did Bernard. Yes, and it was Bernard's choice Orpheus, to take his life. Calm down. Bernard made a choice. He took his life. Someone else is in the process. You can blame yourself for that as much as you might like. But now you have a job to do, and I need you to go and do it. Please. We'll get it done. Your children as much as I am your child, too. I did not mean any mis- disrespect, Miss Gorgonis. I, I am unwell. That is why you're here. Sometimes getting back into the job can bring healing. I assume your meeting with Agent Walsh did not go as planned, as I didn't have to order a medic to the Arboretum. You know I have too much respect for Troy for that. Well, I'm glad someone does. Go meet your team outside and head out. You've got work to do. She must mean your team, Marcellus. You are my team and no one else. You're a very up person. 
You're good. You're good. It's in character. I like it. Try. As you guys step out, you see these two dudes in the hallway. They stand up, and you have a meeting of the four of you standing outside Emily's office. What does this look like? How does does this go for you guys? So Mark will be, like, playing with a lighter. Like, he's got a Zippo, a silver Zippo with a four-leaf clover that he's, like, flicking open and shutting again. Uh, probably getting on Alex's nerves at this point, I imagine. Uh, sort of out of nerves, but more out of just, like, he knows he's out of his element. He's not worried about the job itself, but, like, this isn't reaping, and so he's like, all right, what do I have to do here? Um, but he's going to approach it with a positive attitude, so he'll probably jump up and um, go to Marcellus first. Like, his eyes will probably hang on Orpheus if Orpheus is in his natural state, uh, just because I've never seen it before, but it's not going to be out of fear. Uh, then probably shake Marcellus's hand or extend my hand to shake Marcellus's and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Mark. How are you doing, man? I'm well, Agent Galloway. Uh, if you don't already know, I'm Agent Marcellus Corvinson. I'm the team lead of Charlie. And uh, I hear you uh, boys are coming on a mission. You will not call him man. He has earned much more respect than you are giving him. All right, Orpheus, calm down. He doesn't know yet. Um, I'm just going to look at Orpheus and, um, again, to not like recoil or anything like that, just look him in his face and just say, I, I'm sorry, I guess I'm kind of new to the, the dynamics of, of the professional atmosphere. I'm used to kind of working alone. You're all right, Agent Galloway. It's... We, we had an incident a couple months ago and Orpheus hasn't quite recovered from it. I won't go into any detail, but he's a little on edge right now. So he didn't mean any disrespect out of it. It's just he's he's healing still. Hey, easy day. Easy day. I'm just here. Whatever you guys need. Uh, and I, uh, I suspect you're Agent Kimball, correct? Uh, yeah. Stands up, um, kind of wipes his hands on his pants. Not sure how to behave. Offers his hand to shake. Yep, Alex Kimball, um, new to being an agent. He was a, been a been a watcher for a while. Seen both of you around the office in passing. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Uh, hi. Hi. I yeah. I, I think I've I've seen you around. Um, I hear you've uh, been around a lot longer than you uh, look like you've been around. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen. Um, still not well, then sure. You'll fit in just. Uh, yeah. You remind me of someone. His name was Corbin. I didn't fucking like him either. All right, all right, Don't pay cool. any attention to that. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> that's that's a very long story for a whole different thing. We we we've got all the all the incidents recorded so you can go back and listen to him if you need to but uh i'm gonna look at galloway and be like you, you a big fan of indiana jones what's what's with the clover leaf lighter oh um yeah no i should have introduced him i'm sorry um everybody meet hey. bruno and i'll flick the lighter and then bruno will come out in his his natural Al- form alex takes a uh, step back bruno looks Alex, what? 
Alex takes a step back because he knows he knows it's coming. He knows what Bruno is. He's like, oh, I'm gonna make way for the thing. Uh, so Bruno looks like a plague doctor's mask um, from back in the day. Uh, so it has a scythe-like face, right, with like a beak, and then uh, it kind of goes down hollow eyes, no real like uh, eyeballs or anything like that. And then it kind of goes down into this, like from a solid form into like a smoky form, and it trails back into the lighter. Hmm. He just kind of sits there, or he just kind of hovers there, uh, almost panting like a dog. An ethereal companion, okay. Yeah, he's he's really good. Uh, we hang out quite a bit. He also, uh, he's quite adept at ripping souls out of bodies. So, like, that's his main main job but we've we've become friends alex takes another step away <laughs> rob I've, that's I've good getting, uh... I, i've seen him before so so if you guys are ready you will go down to the portal room and you will head off to tennessee where you will rent a vehicle and you will head down to pigeon that's dovetail right dovetail well, I, I, Dovetail Tennessee. I would, you have to put I the... would assume that we're uh, just going to go to the Anarium Agency in Tennessee and snag one of their cars and yeah. drive it. Yeah. Ooh. Therefore, is there, is there any way before we do that, um, can we continue to have this interaction real yeah. quick? Uh, just setting the, setting the scene. You guys are moving, but you can still have a conversation, of course. It's important for you guys to have character growth with each other. Do we have uh, the mission like f- the stupid manila envelope with yes all the- you okay. have a general dossier you are looking for agent tom farrell he came here on personal business about two weeks ago you have a tracking uh a tracking unit on the vehicle that he brought came here with uh this is actually around the area where he grew up so he just said personal business and it's been two weeks of dead radio silence which is why you were being sent to find him how long was his vacation supposed to be about a week So, just to give you guys some heads ask, up, what's up? I was going to ask Orpheus, um, just because, like, I wanted to express, like, an interest in him as a, like, as what he is, as obviously not being human-like, but, hey, is there, like, like, a forest or something around here? Like, where do you work at? Or work out of, I should say. Do you have an office, or? If you read the folder... It is in there. Let us go. Again, All he's right. still healing. There's an arboretum on the ninth level that he works in. I believe I told him he can read the folder, Marcellus. It's not in the folder. The folder is on our current mission, not on us. Look, I found the agent, Tom Farrell. It's the only thing in the folder. Yeah. Um, I will just give you guys a heads up. We're going to be portaling to the Asheville, Tennessee, Anarium branch. And we're going to pick up a Suburban from there. And we're going to drive to Chevy Nova now. Dovetail. What? It's going to be a Chevy Nova now. It's, 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 it, it, it ain't going to be a Ford Focus. I can tell you that. Chevy Nova. I will be driving this time, Marcellus. 
No, you will not. You Absolutely and I both not. Know that I need the lesson, and it is better to learn this way than in the heat of the moment. Hell no! I will take you this to a This is not for close. debate, Marcellus. I'm the team lead. <laughs> you can chill the fuck out in the back of the Suburban. I will take you so to a closed is- course and teach you how to drive another day. This is not for debate. Alex. I need hey, this. Do, do they argue like this a lot? I don't know these people. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, here we go, I guess. By the way, where's your fucking pepper grinder I told you to bring? Did you tell me to bring anything? God damn it. I remember bringing the keys for the vehicle that I will be driving. Oh, Jacques has it. Thank you, Jacques. I appreciate somebody listening. Didn't I not tell you to throw that stuff away when he wasn't looking? I will take the pepper grinder from Jacques. Thank you, Jacques. He flies away. Better be careful. You're about to lose your best friend. Again. Because <laughs> I dealt with it so well last time. Yeah. Uh, just so it's candid, Mark will have put uh, Bruno away as they were walking. Back uh, in the lighter. Alex is like trailing behind. He's going through his notebook. Mm-hmm. Which is part of his haven, and I'm using the lore library to look up the area we're going to. The expert gets a haven. He gets a few different things in it. You picked a safe room, the lore library, and what else? Mystical library. A mystical library. The, we, so that way it's a little bit more convenient and a little less jumping around. He has like a notebook, like a cop notebook, like a little flip pad. But that is magically connected to his libraries, so he always has access to them. This being an Narium, he isn't always going to have a chance to go home to read about stuff, and he only gets to use his door back to his base once per session. So in order for him to fully get what the character has, we've allowed this. Is everyone else okay with that? I don't, I don't think that's yeah. too OP. It's no different than my flight. Yeah. Okay. I, right. do, I do have to draw on a door with chalk to open it to the panic room, which uh, it has supplies, and in the worst case scenario, we can hang out there for a few days. It, just in case. I, I don't think you'll need it, but it works. Do you have blood? He's got about <laughs> eight pints AB positive. Uh, yeah. I imagine him like recoiling a little bit and like covering his wrists and being like, ah. Well, no, he just kind of waits. Like, no. Like in character, you just kind of stop and look up and be like, do I have blood there? Uh, I need to get some, I guess. <laughs> what if I have to do an IV on somebody? It was, it was a joke. I don't need to, I don't need to eat very often. I, I've, I've, it, oh. you guys may not know much about me. You may have just like seen little snippets or heard little snippets of me i am 1100 years old i one in this group i i am i have seen i am what's considered a generation four vampire which is very high up in the hierarchy and i've been around a long time and i do not need to feed more than once a week just so you guys are aware so no issues with being worried about, oh, he's hurt. Is he going to feed on me? No, not going to happen. I only need to feed once a week to stay alive. That's Didn't it. you rip a guy's head off in a bar? That was him pissing me off. 
and he deserved it. That was, that and here's was, the other thing that you guys him. will know: I don't feed on the living. Mark is gonna look at him and be like, "I mean, that's awesome. Um, I don't have any blood, but great." Um, so you're eleven hundred. I think I'm like twenty eight, but I don't really remember much before I became a reaper. Um, well, that that tracks. I'm, Reapers kind of lose track of time from the time they returned. Am I trailing? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were like doing backgrounds. My bad. No, you're good, man. It, yeah, it tracks. It, works. it makes sense. That's, that's really yeah, interesting. Like Alex is going to hang on to that and be like, "That's." Do you mind if I ask? Like, do you have a hobby that's lasted a really long time? Like, do you have just an impressive record collection or something? Sock puppets. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. No, he's asking. I, I have an impressive collection of tailored garments. Oh, how far back does that go? Like, that's interesting to Alex. He's like, that's really cool. Back to 995 AD. Damn. I, I, have, I have a warehouse. Because as, as someone of, who... Full of tailored garments. As someone who doesn't age, like, I can be killed, but I'm not going to... All they'll tell me is I'm not going to get old and die. So I'm like planning, you know, like what do I get into that'll last forever? That's interesting. Do you have any magical capabilities? A little bit here and there, yeah. Interesting. I want to interject. Well, do you have any old baseball jerseys from when the Indians were a thing that has Chief Wahoo on it? By chance? Probably. Tailored. Uh, Tailored. Yeah. I have an entire sports section. I don't even remember what's all in there. Can I get your number after this? I'm just, <laughs> yeah, man. I I mean, like not weird. I know like... I have John Madden's rookie jersey. Is the real question you should only be asking <laughs> is if his 4G will help with these fucking cell phones. Are we up to 5G now? Have I used that correct? <laughs> don't make it okay, worse. I think, we're, I think we're at 5G. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what's happening now. He wasn't mean, though. He was in a swamp for 300 years. So he first came out, and it was really interesting. I'm still holding my pager when I say, like, this 4G will help with these cell phones. Like, I am definitely holding a pager (laughs) when I say that. I think I'm 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 going to lean. Like, I can't. Your guys' stories are so much cooler than mine. I'm going to lean over to Mark and be like, he said something, but it wasn't mean. I think that's progress. Hey, all right. Um, Alex, (laughs) when we're we're done with this mission, uh, I think I might be able to uh, figure out a way to help you figure out what exactly has happened to you. Oh, I've tried. uh, They've told me that they don't want to find out what happened, what special blend of exploding magical chemicals hit me, because then they will have successfully documented... Uh, how to make anyone magical and immortal, and having that knowledge would be incredibly dangerous, and I shouldn't ask anymore. Oh, that's cool, because I just want to know for yours and my curiosity, I'm not documenting shit. Well then, I'll need your number too. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be a super team. Misogyner. I sent a message quickly. So for everybody that doesn't know, Rob typed something out in Skype and spelled it wrong, like an idiot. Like terrible stuff. Not even close. All right, so 
You guys went through the portal. You've continued to communicate. You're enjoying each other's company. Speak for yourself. I will. <laughs> You're enjoying each other's I'm company. Zero company in this room. I'm slowly becoming like a kid in a candy shop. Like I'm surrounded by all these really cool people. It's like this is kind of neat. This is not like the last mission where we had to deal with those pixies. <laughs> Or their sticks. Which, sorry, listeners, you don't get to hear. Someday. A birdbath was involved. And a squeaky toy. That's always been involved. Buckley. Fucking chill. Sorry, listeners. It gets louder. <laughs> Buckley's like, yeah, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna chill all over this pig. I have to keep eating it. It's screaming in pain. That means I'm doing good. He ripped the squeaker out. Yeah, that's what dog toys are for. Yeah, Rick found it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in his mouth. Yeah. Where's Troy? Where's Troy is just losing his fucking mind right now. <laughs> Where's that goddamn ball? Where's the ball? Why do I keep hearing that squeaking? I, it, like super cool on the outside, but like on the inside, I can hear it. I can hear that squeaking. I know it's around here. Where is it? I know it's here. Wait, 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 wait. There it is. Alright, so you guys have arrived. You are in Tennessee. You are at that branch. The agents there greet you down by the portal. Who drove? Uh, nobody the has driven portal? <laughs> Chief O'Brien, like, the portal I technician. I should have been a Mark question. Like, who drives the portal, guys? <laughs> just one dude. You just walked through it. You didn't have to drive. You drove yourself. But you're in Tennessee now. So you are gathering your things. And you are headed out to Dovetail. As the agent comes to hand you the keys, there's a bit of a a tussle to see who gets to grab them. Uh, let's uh, let's get an act under pressure roll from Orpheus and uh, Marcellus to see who gets the keys. Oh boy! Under pressure. That's a six plus. Buckley, please chill. Uh, what is my cool? That is a six plus negative one, so that is a five. Hey, mark experience, because Marcellus definitely got those keys. What'd you roll, 32? No, I rolled a seven. Well, that works too. That was much closer than I could have expected. All right, you guys get your Chevy Nova, and you you head off. I will kill you. Hold on, let's let's act this out as we fight this. I, I need the hours for my permit, Marcellus. Get get the get off of me. That's that's for fucking flying a plane, not for driving a car. I do not know how to fly one of these Da Vinci Helio chapters. <laughs> I am not flying. I am driving. I need that my That was in the 1400s in Italy. Yes, and that's what is what I studied in congruent history class. Oh Jesus! No, give me the fucking keys. I'm I was driving. Not the keys. I was here first. No, you weren't. And I'm just gonna backhand him. <laughs> Mark and I are like standing next to the back doors. Like these are still locked. Yeah, please, please open the door. I'm gonna backhand please. him and take the keys. Please, I don't want to be a part of this. Please open the door. <laughs> Mom and dad are fighting. Okay, I would be honest. I did not know how you unlocked those. Doors. I did not know you had such magic. <laughs> ah, technology. The magic of our time. 
Okay. I'm going to climb in if they're on lockdown. Yeah, okay. Oh, God, thank God. Just strap in, buckle up twice. <laughs> Why don't you guys take off? You're driving in, in your Escalade this time. Oh, that'll I'll take that. Escalade, yeah, I got room back here. Yeah. This time. That Chevy Nova is waiting in the garage, and it she will be driven. <laughs> I'm not upset about a Nova, but when we have Orpheus with us, that's a problem. He won't fit. Things bigger than the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you guys uh, reach Dovetail, <clears throat> you follow the GPS from Agent Farrell's car until you come to what looks like a general store that is built haphazardly onto the side of an actual like home, like a cabin. Now, mind you, you're in Appalachia, so there's not a ton of phone wires, and you guys don't have great signal out here. That impacts Orpheus zero percent for the record. This this looks like a very textbook uh, 1632. Okay, it can be. That's the. I'm gonna nod sagely, but I don't know what you mean. Sorry, that's that's where something spooky often has a road leading to it, and there's like a general store that looks like shit with one old dude who tries to warn you away, but if you keep going, it's part of the deal. Uh, it is important for me to know now, uh, does, has Orpheus used his pepper grinder? Absolutely not. Not yet. We haven't gotten out of the car yet. Uh, that's, that's, I was just bringing it to ever, the front of everyone's Oh, everyone's it mind. will be happening before we get out of the car. I, I mean, eventually guarantee. it's not going to be a super big deal with the direction of the story, but for now, it might be a good idea. Alex, do you know what with the pepper shaker? I have no idea. Okay. It makes him appear human. Does he have super hearing? I'm a vampire, yes. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'll keep that in mind. So those little questions I was whispering and practicing asking you on the way here, do they have answers? <laughs> uh, uh, so how are you going to handle the Orpheus situation, which is the best way I can describe it? I'm going to look at Orpheus back. Like, hey, we're going to have to get out of the car. You need to use your pepper grinder. I get out of the car. I have the doors locked. Oh, don't make him break the Escalade. I muscle out of the car. Child, no, you don't. Child safety locks. <laughs> it is an anarium armored Escalade. You're not breaking out of it. From the outside, it's not armored on the inside. It's Orpheus? Not a Orpheus, you said you have my back. I need you to use your pepper shaker. Do you think anyone will fuck with a seven-foot-tall talking tree? No, but if we need answers, people are going to run away from a seven-foot-tall fucking tree. Unlock the car. As Use I the grab pepper the pepper shaker. As I grab the pepper grinder. Yeah. Use it, and I will. You know I can get out of this car at any moment. Good for you. I can also knock you the fuck out at any moment. I am already sad over one friend's death. Do not make me suffer over two. You couldn't kill me if you tried. Alex is going to manually unlock his door and leave, <laughs> lock it, and close the door again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to follow Alex. I'm just be like, all right, I'll get out. I have to go to the bathroom or one of those trees over there. 
You guys deal with this. Piss on that tree. <laughs> it's bad for the that foliage. Tree might be a bad idea. Just, just from inside the car. All right, so you guys step out, and you are greeted at, like, the, the front door of this general store. You know, a handmade sign, not poorly done. Clearly, it's been around for a while. But the young woman who is standing in the doorway is probably mid-20s, brown hair. Clothes aren't quite up to date, maybe a few years old, but she's probably the youngest person here. She smiles and waves and says, what can I do y'all for? Hello, we, uh... We're here tracking the uh, gentleman that left this vehicle here for the past two weeks. We're trying to figure out what happened to him. He's been reported missing. Oh, you're going to want to talk to Gran for that. I'll go grab her. Thank you very much. she walks back inside. Uh, Do you guys head toward that door or do you stand out by your Escalade? Nope. We will wait since she said she's going to go grab her. From inside steps this this little old woman. Um, she looks out at you guys. So y'all are here looking for Tom Farrell. As a matter of fact, we are, yes. Yep. Come on over here and sit on the porch. I don't begrudge you the, the porch. Come on. You guys want anything to drink? We got sweet tea and lemonade. A lemonade Ooh, would lemonade. be fantastic. Thank you very much. Lemonade would be lovely. Can, uh, I get a, can I get some? I'll make sure I bring the pitcher. She goes inside. She comes back out. She sits down. Please, please take a seat. She sits in an old Marcellus will sit closest to her uh, as opposed to anybody. Sits uh, in an old rocking chair by a table. There are a few other chairs around there. Um. She looks at you and she says, normally I'd invite you inside the house for this, but seeing as your affliction is, well, apparent, I begrudge you my home, but not the porch. Fair enough. You're more than what you appear. I do find it odd that you can walk in the sun and your friend over there, he might be wearing fey magic, but that ain't what he is. Um, I, I'm, I am very, very, very old, so sunlight does not affect me like it used to. You'd be surprised. I don't think you much recognize how much that special you got going on affects you. I recognize (laughs) you. You look like you're one of death's children. That's... Now, we don't see a lot of y'all around here, unless it's for bad. You looking She's for She's talking Tom? to you, Galloway. You, uh, okay. you here looking for Tom Farrell, too, or you got other business? Because I might have to change the venue, if so. No, we're, we're all here together <laughs> looking for Tom. Definitely here for Tom. I'm not here for anybody else. I promise. This one over here. Probably the closest thing to normal out of any of you. But you got... You got a magic mess all over your face. That's unfortunate, because you've got a pretty soul for your age. Oh, thank you. So you're here for Tom. Like Gus Rain! (laughs) 
we called him. He came here to help with my granddaughter, who you messaged, who you met earlier. See, she done got witched by Cora Phillips. She lives up the road. She was comatose for a couple of days, breathing but not moving, not eating, not being awake. Cora done thrown a witch ball at her, which we found, but I wasn't certain what to do, so we called Tom. I knew his mama for a long time. She's real proud of him before he went off to the war. She's real proud he was in Afghanistan. This is an old woman. I mean, we're talking ancient, like crispy leaves on the ground when she moves. Transparent skin, but in the eyes. The eyes is where the window to the soul is at. And this woman has seen a lot back in these woods of Appalachia. I will let you guys enroll to investigate mystery here. Kind of like what kind of questions you would have for things you might want to know. Because I don't, I don't want it to just be story. I kind of want to know what you guys are thinking. She is a wealth of knowledge. Back that she did sing the Walker Texas Ranger anthem in the eyes of like right there. I was a little disappointed. I don't, <laughs> I don't know all the words of that song. All right, gents. So what do I have for investigating mysteries? I, I have leveled experience. up. That's nice. I like hearing that. It's good. It's going to be an 11 <laughs> on Investigate Mystery. All right, so Orpheus gets two questions. Marcellus, what'd you get? Oh, you got to level, you get experience too? Okay, did your screen, okay, your screen didn't freeze. Marcellus, how'd you do? I got a seven. You get to ask a question. That's better than a four. <laughs> It was, if I wouldn't have had a plus one, it would have been experience. <laughs> Maybe you guys will level up a little bit this game. I'm excited for it. So what, what questions do you have for it? What are you guys thinking? Um, what is it that you possess that it allows you to see all that we are? Experience. You don't get to be as old as I am and not see a few things around. That's true. Back here in Appalachia, we got a little bit of everything. Our own vampires. Fortunately, we, we've we been kind of gross with witches for the last hundred years or so. Of course, I wasn't around for all of that. But lots of witches come up from Roanoke. And half of them folks went with Croatoan tribe, learned how to live off the land. And the other half decided God would see them through. And when God stopped helping, they found someone else. Them witches is bad news. Came up in 1902 when the coal mine fell. About a hundred men trapped down there. And them witches found their way in through the cracks. Them men screamed for weeks. Now we get weird inbred witches that come up when the moon's right. She's just kind of staring off in the distance. Like, she's having not difficulty focusing, but her mind doesn't stay in one place the way you or I's might. She's old enough that if it pops in there, she goes for it. I think I remember that. All right, you guys got two more questions. Orpheus, you've got another one. Marcellus, you've got a question. 
I'm going to sit on that for a second. Can I suggest a question? Go for it. What the hell is throwing a witch ball? It's, it's, she used a a magic orb is what it is. It's Mm. uh, sort of a black little sea urchin looking thing made from various components from herself and other ingredients found. Tends to cause um, the body to lock up, ill effect, fall into Mm. a coma. <clears throat> that can't so, be gotten out till the witching is broken. Mark has an idea. Whenever it's, his what's your idea, Mark? You look like you're thinking out. on something. Um, <clears throat> I want to ask Sam. I guess as the DM, um, would I be able to? Would I be able to review like death records and see if any of those guys were reaped or not? Uh if you wanted to make a note of it, you could later. Um, do you have any abilities that kind of let you tap into that now? I mean, I guess that could technically be a weird role if you wanted general so would, knowledge of deaths. I would use I would use angel wings to like go back to my like office and then check the deaths real quick and then angel wings back. Um, I'm okay with you looking into it. But that's kind of a out-in-the-open thing, so be secretive about it, because even though she is in the know, that doesn't mean everybody else there is. So if that is something you'd like to do, I, I can allow that. Okay. Um, I'll just... Uh, I'll look in Marcellus and be like, yeah, I just... I, I kind of want to check on something. Is the car unlocked? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be right back. So I just want to jog over to the car, get in, shut the door, and then pop back to my office. Yep. Uh, give me a weird roll. Let's, because I mean, this is a lot of information for you to have to hunt down rather quickly. Okay. A nine. Uh, no, yeah, it's pretty easy to track down. Um, yes, there were a hundred and two men down there when it collapsed. Uh, about forty-three of them died quickly, and the others lingered. So were they reaped or were they not reaped? So I guess the question would be, did their souls leave or is any are any of them still trapped? Or are there any like missing pieces of how many souls like didn't make it out of there, or didn't get accounted for? Uh, everything's accounted for. It just didn't all happen at once. Okay. And then I would see like the disparity, like how long it took them to be reaped or how long it took before they were reaped. Yep. Some folks stayed down okay. there for some time. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, I'll pop back into the car and then hustle out back to the porch. Okay. Uh, you guys still have questions. Do you know where Tom has happened to go? Well, he came here to help my granddaughter. We we sent him up to Cora Phillips because she's had a lot of negative happen to her and my granddaughter's got well, let's just put it nicely and say she's got beef with everyone in this town that she can. So it was pretty easy to figure out who done it and with Cora's family. The way her husband died and her children didn't make it very long neither. Turning to witchcraft made most sense. He went down and I guess he talked to her because he came back, told us to burned a witch ball and boiled her clothes while yelling Cora Phillips' name four times and 
My granddaughter woke up. That's the trail I sent him on, but I'm a little concerned. He may have wound up dealing with the real reason he left and found himself out in the out in the pence, the sixpence. What are the odds that Tom is alive? And what do I need to well, know about what he has faced? Realistic, see. If somebody wanted Tom for reasons, they wouldn't want him dead. They wouldn't want to waste the chance to make him suffer for running. So if he's he's out there, Cor Phillips might know where he's headed next. You said the name was Cora Phillips? Yep. What was your granddaughter's name, ma'am? I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Oh, that's that's Ellie. What was your name? No, my name. My name is Emmy Pierce. It's kind to meet you, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm Mark Galloway. It's kind to meet you, too. Thank you for the lemonade. It's very good, but it's it has the right amount of sugar, right? Well, starting to get tired. And any other information you might need from me, you can probably get from Cora. So I'm gonna head inside, where only but maybe one of you can follow. So I recommend. You get off my porch, but not in no meanness. Before, before she leaves, can I use my empath ability real quick to see if uh, she's telling us all that she knows or if she's hiding anything? Sure. Give me a roll. That is a 12. Um, there is information here that she has not given you, but I would not call it lying. It's not okay. It's not like deceptive. It's. It's more of a... Yeah, there might be something that he went to go do, but I don't want to tell you more about it, because if not, that's not something outsiders need to know. Okay. Um, if I've already failed one investigative mystery roll, I can't roll another one for the same person, right? I will let you roll to charm her to try to ask her one question. If you roll well enough, then she likes your face, and she will she will be amiable. Okay. I will try that with a negative one charm. <laughs> uh. Look here, you ugly motherfucker. Eight. Oh, yeah. You, I, she's up. She's starting to move. But if you've got a question, now's the time to ask it. Hey, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep you. I know you're getting tired. And, and you've already been really hospitable. And I don't want to, to uh, push that boundary. But I did have one question. I feel like you might know a little more than you've let on. Uh, could you please tell us what Tom was going to do? Like, we are absolutely here to help, and we would very much, like, this information could help us help him. Tom was a witch in his way, and if he's here to clear that up, he went up to a part of the woods known as the Sixpence. It's where the crooked man lives. He's the one who holds most of the deals for the witches in these parts. He's the one that owns Cora Phillips. If Tom went to square his debt with him, 
it's going to be an ugly day. If you're going to follow him, you be careful. You get out in the sixpence and you're on devil's time. Does she look in the direction of Sixpence or anything? Does she give any nope. kind of indication kind like, of where like that a is? Distant stare, but not in any one specific direction. Like north, south. Okay. Nope. Well, thank you for your time, Emmy, and your hospitality. We really appreciate it, and we'll we'll let you go now. You see, like a nice sort. Don't go scratching around my windows tonight, young man. I'd hate to ruin the good experience. No fear of that, ma'am, I promise. You, tree fella. That darkness you got swarming around you, that's a heavy weight. You ain't going to want it where you're going. I deal with it. Deal with it while you can. Life's too short, if you're lucky. I am not so lucky. But I appreciate the kindness you have offered to me and my comrades. You be well. And that is the end of this episode. See you guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Anaria. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We had uh, some old players come back. Not old in, in terms of age, but old in terms of they were on the show a little while ago. Uh, come back and play a new character. And we also had a new character uh, and a new player. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. There's uh, no Bernard and no me. Sad, I know. But um, I think it was new and fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, and just make sure that in the meantime you are have liked and subscribed and all the cool stuff on your favorite uh, listening apps and social media and you're telling your friends and you're rating us and doing all those cool fun things that help us get more popular um, make sure you, you email us that is um, anariumpod at gmail.com and um, yeah just let us know what you think of the show we would really appreciate hearing from you thank you so much bye